everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through July 9th. Not a super busy week in the skating world, but we just have a little bit of news to share and talk about. Yeah, it's definitely more quiet than usual, but we do have a few items to share. Gina, I'm busy packing and getting prepped for my first competition of the season, which is the Dallas Classic. I'm flying to Dallas next Saturday, and Ann and Robin are joining me there for a few days of great skating. I'm going to get to check in with um, Lucas and Brooke who we just had on the podcast not that long ago, and all the other um, skaters, coaches, and parents that I know from the ice dance world. So I'm looking forward to getting the season underway. And it's the first NQS for ice dance, so this is going to be a chance to see a lot of the new programs. Yeah, um, I'm a little jealous that you're getting to go. Um, I'm ready to go to a competition, but I don't know when my first competition will be. It probably not until Skate America. But yeah, it's exciting that we are already starting the NQS for mm-hmm. this season. Um, because Dallas kicks off um a couple months of NQS events. So um, I'm excited for you that you're getting to go. We were talking before we started recording. You've got your manicure, your pedicure. You've got a new camera. Um, I do. Very exciting. So I can't wait to um, hear all about it. Not next week because you'll be in Dallas next week and the competition will still be going on. But when you come back, so in two weeks um, on our yes. podcast, we'll we'll get to chat about Dallas. Next week, I'm going to bring you the podcast just by myself. Hopefully, it's going to be a light week, um, but I will just run down the news for you a quick episode while Daphne is in Dallas. So just so you know, I'm giving you a heads up that it's just going to be me next week. Yeah. It'll be Gina's first solo episode. She did do that special one-off episode when I was in the hospital back in November, and she did such a great job. She didn't even tell me, really, she was doing it. She just did it. And so it was a surprise. (laughs) When I saw it pop up on my feed, I was a bit surprised and happy that she was able to do that. Because there's so many different elements involved with podcasting that I think people aren't aware of and at some point maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more just the the process that goes into putting the the podcast together because I think it's interesting and you know maybe the listeners will find it something fun to listen to we'll see Mm -hmm. we'll see if the time arises maybe before the end of the summer because things are going to pick up now that we are heading into NQS time yes Definitely. So let's kick off with our event results. Skate Milwaukee took place this past week. Senior women was won by Marin Pierce. Samuel Minder was the only senior man, and he debuted two programs here. Canada's Rio Morita won the junior men, and Olivia Donaire won the junior women. 
Well, also going on in Milwaukee was the U.S. Junior Team Cup, and those were skaters that were invited to participate in that event. Um, It will factor into the Junior Grand Prix initial assignments, so this was a big kind of competition for our junior skaters. The top five junior men, Michael G, he won the short program. Danielle Merzen has aged out of ISU Junior, but won the free skate. Kai Kovar, Beck Stromer, he was second in the free skate. Jacob Sanchez landed a triple axel in both programs for the first time in competition. Now the top four junior women was Elise Lynn Gracie, and she won both the short program and the free skate. Annika Chow landed seven clean triples in her free skate. And rounding out the top four was Mia Callen and Sarah Everhart. Wow. It's getting real, Gina. It is. <laughs> it is. You know, again, a big competition for our junior skaters as they're hoping to get those very first um, Junior Grand Prix assignments, which, you know, Junior Grand Prix is starts at the end of next month. I know. We're getting closer and closer. So this is the time of year where we're waiting to see those first assignments for that very first Junior Grand Prix And I just, I have a feeling it's coming. So we're going to be having that info soon. So let's get excited. Well, now moving on to our general skating news. And there was a big piece of news to start off with, which is a proposal is being prepared for the 2024 ISU Congress agenda regarding increasing the upper age limit for junior pair skaters. In order to support the preparation of this, the ISU Council has decided to allow pairs that have competed in the junior category last season at the Junior Grand Prix or at Junior Worlds, and in which the male partner will already have reached the age of 21 before July 1st of this year, so if they've reached 21 already by now, Um, They're able to compete at the junior level during the 2023-2024 season. Now, federations have until July 20th, so a couple weeks here, to inform the ISU if they have junior pairs in this age category that wish to compete in the 2023-2024 season. And I know we've talked about this, Daphne, you've mentioned, we've mentioned teams that fit this criteria. Um, One, Sonia Barham and Daniel Tumensev. Um, wondering if they are interested in competing juniors this season. So I'm glad to see the ISU has taken some steps to work through this and at least give, in the meantime, you know, it's going to be a part of the ISU Congress agenda in 2024, but in the meantime, giving the opportunity for these teams to still compete. Um, So, yeah, big piece of news that came out this week. Definitely. Well, Skate Canada announced the 30 athletes that will make up its national team for this coming season. There are eight new members that they added to the team, including Fiona Bombardier, Sarah Ma Dupuy, Kaya Ruter, Leah Pereira, who of course skates pairs with Trent Michel, Kelly Ann Lauren and Lucas Etier, and Nadia Bashinska and Peter Beaumont. All right, figure skating fans, voting is now open for Skating Magazine's Reader's Choice Award, but you only got two days left to vote. Voting ends July 12th, and all of the skaters that are 
nominated for the Breeders' Choice Award is up on the website, and we'll have the link in our show notes. So moving on to recent articles and interviews, U.S. Figure Skating's Fan Zone did an interview with Caitlin Hawaiik talking about her DJ talents that she took to the Formula One Grand Prix party. I have enjoyed seeing Caitlin post her DJing on Instagram, uh, all over social media. It's really cool to see her really enjoy something else other than skating. And she looks like she's she's really good at it, first off. And she just has a good time. She's very happy, you, you can see, in all of that. So I was glad that there was an article talking about, you know, her DJing that she enjoys doing. Yeah, she got to open for Diplo which was a dream of hers. So it's pretty exciting. Congratulations to her to be able to do something that she really enjoys and brings her so much like creative opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So The Root published an article about Breaking the Ice, which is a new TV series on WeTV. It's by All BLK. Rory Flack who I think most skating fans are familiar with, is coaching a team called Divine Motivational Visionaries, or Team DMV. It's a synchronized uh, team of middle and high school age skaters of color. Well, MagicValley.com, and that's the newspaper for in Idaho, did an article before Mariah Bell performed in Sun Valley's first summer ice show on July 6th. The next Sun Valley Ice Show is July 22nd with Isabel Levito. Okay, so Rob Brody, who was, of course, a journalist for international figure skating, has started a substack where he is releasing articles. I think probably content that was meant for IFS magazine before it disappeared. So he has an interview with Leah Pereira and Trent Michaud. And Rob's other article, it was with Nadia Bashinska and Peter Beaumont. So People Magazine also did an interview with Rory Flack, who is hoping to bring the urban streets onto the ice in her new reality series, which we just talked about with the Root article. And just a few hours ago, Golden Skate released a video interview with Matteo Rizzo, and it was all about, I think, the upcoming season, but also talking about Milan 2026. So moving on, though, to social media updates. Well, Skate Canada shared on Instagram just a few hours ago, actually, that Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier are back for another season. So we finally got some confirmation about Piper and Paul's plans. Yeah, I'm waiting for them to post it as well. I wasn't thinking we were going to know so quickly, I guess. So I guess I'm going to wait to hear from them. Hopefully they'll confirm that post. Um, so we wanted to share on our podcast that Vadim Kolesnik and Emilia Zingas have a GoFundMe for their training costs. And that was something that they shared on social media. So we're going to be sharing it in our show notes. Mexico's Donovan Carrillo will train in Toronto with coaches Jonathan Mills and Mike Gilman. He will also work with choreographer Benoit Rashad. So Ukraine's Carrillo Marsak, who is a 2023 European and World competitor, 
who's been training in Finland since the war began, posted an Instagram story back on July 3rd about a Russian missile that destroyed his childhood home in Kherson. I think this is kind of an example about how much has been destroyed because I went to read his message and he mentions his home, his rink, his school, and they've all been destroyed. And his final comment was, quote, it is so painful to understand that all memories of your childhood don't exist anymore. So we have a link to some of the photos and his GoFundMe um, that we'll add to our show notes. Well, Amber Glenn shared a funny clip of her skating with Caitlin Weaver. So it looks like Caitlin could be choreographing a program for Amber. We'll just have to wait and see. But that was a fun social media clip that Amber posted. Well, Nobunari Oda, I guess, is very serious about returning to competition this season because he announced his new programs um, in an Instagram post. And of course, those will be added to our program announcements page on our thisweekinskating.com website. Oda is now 36 years old, but he seems intent on coming back, so I'm looking forward to that. Remember, age is just a number. Look at Deanna Stiletto, who's going to compete at 40? 40. Yeah. It's incredible. It's amazing. Ilya Molinan shared a clip of his outside spread eagle entrance into his quad axle, and it was filmed at the Great Park Ice in Irvine, California, where he's been training since he returned from Japan in early July. He next will perform in the ice tour with Nathan Chen, Jason Brown, and Madison Chalk and Evan Bates, along with an international cast, which has four stops in Japan from July 22nd to August 4th. Well, you may remember back in January and February, we talked about 2006 Olympic champion Roman Kostomarov, who was hospitalized with pneumonia. Um, we, we've kind of discussed the issues that he's been going through. Back in January, when the whole thing started, uh, he has been released from the hospital, and he's been sharing updates on his Instagram as he recovers. As you know, he lost both of his feet in um, something that had, in a surgery that had to be done due to circulation. And he is basically showing you how he trains wearing prosthetics. It's incredible. Yeah, it, it is pretty incredible. Well, Skate Canada announced that Deanna Stiletto Dudek and Maxim Deschamps will be presenting at Skate Canada's first adult training camp. So we'll put that information in the show notes for any interested adult wanting to participate in the training camp. And finally, ISU Development shared that Jorge Luis Ormash Herrera from Peru started his training as a figure skating judge in 2019 during the ISU Development Seminar in Brazil. That was his very first experience judging skating, and now, four years later, he just got his certification in Frankfurt as an international judge, and he becomes the first international judge in South America. We want to congratulate Jorge on this huge achievement, and I hope he's the first of many to come. Yes, this is awesome news. We know skating is starting to grow in... Um, South America. So this is just one way 
to show the growth happening. So congratulations to Jorge um, and hope, yes, that this is just the first of many. So moving on to program announcements, there are so many again this week that we are going to be adding them to our website. So please go check there. There are tons and we are just keeping up with as many as possible and putting them in there. You're also welcome to send them to us and we will put them on our sheet as well. Yes. A lot of now that there's these club competitions happening and then with NQS events happening um, in just a couple weeks here, we're going to see more program announcements. Um, so we're just going to get as many as we can up on our website. So we're not going to run through a whole list here because we had a lot from the U.S. Junior Team Cup in Skate Milwaukee. So those will be up. Well, by the time you're listening to this podcast, they're up because um, I will be doing it as soon as we are done recording. So moving on to upcoming events for the week, there are quite a few. We'll start with starting on July 11th to the 16th is Skate Wilmington. And that is part of the National Solo Dance Series, the Eastern Section, and that's in Wilmington, Delaware. From July 13th through the 16th, the Cactus Classic is taking place in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's also part of the National Solo Dance Series for the Pacific Coast, though. Well, July 13th to the 16th is the Orange Blossom Open, also a part of the National Solo Dance Series, Easterns. And that is taking place in Clearwater, Florida. Well, as you know, from July 15th through the 17th, I will be in Plano, Texas for the Dallas Classic. It is the first NQS event for dance, and it is another part of the National Solo Dance Series, and it's part of Midwestern section. And we have one more event. It's a club competition. It's the Los Angeles Open. It's July 14th to the 16th, and it's taking place in Burbank, California. Well, as we said, this was going to be a shorter news day. That brings us to the end of our planned content. Gina, where can everyone find us? Well, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. On social media, Twitter, we're still on Twitter. It's at this WK in skating and Facebook and Instagram. It's this week in skating. Now, if you've been on social media the past week, you know, there's a new social media platform called thread and it's through the same people that bring you Facebook and Instagram meta. So we're also on thread now. So if you're following us on Instagram, just follow us also on thread. If you have created your thread this week in skating should be able to find us easy there. But yep, we're on all four right now. Um, if Twitter goes away, then we'll go away with Twitter, but we are still staying with Twitter until it goes away. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now Thread, you will find This Week in Skating. And of course, we'd love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support that we've received via email and social media. Please keep it coming. We definitely are so happy to get so many responses to our weekly question. And so let's move on to our mailbag. Yeah. So the question was, what was your favorite or memorable moment from the 1990s? 
So on Thread, we actually got our first comment on Thread from Jennifer Como. She said, Michelle Kwan's Salome at the 1996 Worlds. It felt like an important historical moment, even without knowing all that Michelle, Michelle Kwan would do in the future. The triple toe at the end. Um, yeah, definitely a, a memorable program indeed. So Ryan Stevens. Hello, Ryan from Skateguard said professional competitions. So he brings back all of the fun professional competitions. I think when he was on, we were talking about um, ice wars and all the different um, events that we used to get. There was Landover, which was the world professional Mm -hmm. championships in DC. So many memories and so much to get excited about. Yeah. I wish we still had professional competitions. So definitely a favorite and memorable moment of the 90s indeed. Robin Cantor wrote on Facebook, Skates of Gold Boston, October 31st, 1993. Almost 40 Olympic gold medalists skated, including Dick Button. And her favorite was G&G, which I'm guessing was... Katerina Gordieva and Sergei Grinkov. Um, but that's just incredible that there were 40 Olympic gold medalists at this one event. Um, I wish I was there. I was I was kind of young at, in 93. But yeah, that's just, and seeing Dick Button, you know, I've never gotten to see Dick Button skate other than watching back old Dick Button programs. Um, but yeah, that sounds so cool. So so Melanie sent in her favorites. She said, Paul Wiley's 1992 Olympic free skate. Always perfect when I need a good cry. And Rockamo and Cocos. And that's Susanna Rockamo and Petri Cocos. 1995 World's OD, which was the original Finstep, for when she's feeling cheery. Oh, I like how Melanie's got programs for her different moods. So when she needs a good cry and when she needs to be, you know, feeling cheery. Yep. I have a program, and I'm not going to say which one it is, Gina knows, I'm sure, that I go to, at least it's one from last season, that is my go-to. Oh. For when I need a pickup. Yeah. I, it just I know brings which one me, you're talking about. It brings me a lot of joy. It brought me a lot of joy over the whole season. And maybe I'll make it a challenge. I will share what it is if we get up to five patrons on Patreon. Oh, okay. All right. I like that challenge. I'll share what it is. It might surprise people which one it is. I will only say that it's Ice Dance related and I won't say anything else. Okay. I think I know what it is, but um, I'll just leave it at that. I won't give away any clues because uh, I could be wrong. I could be thinking one thing and maybe it's totally wrong, but I always think of you and Melanie, and this is not, I'm going off of the nineties right now. The program that remember when during COVID and you guys did that program, your favorite program thing on YouTube. And I actually have it on my Spotify. So when I'm at the rink, I think you guys call it your church or you're, you feel like yes. you're going to church music or something. I yeah. don't know. I can't. But it's that fun, upbeat, cheery kind of song by Mika. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, it just brings happiness. Yeah. 
I first thought that was that yeah. was the program you were talking about, and then you were like, "Oh no, for this season." I was like, "Okay, that was not mm-hmm. this season." Um, no, that was for that season, though. Yeah, I've watched that a <laughs> bunch of times. It it oh, it just makes me happy. Well, last week I couldn't tell you what my favorite mo- or memorable moment from the '90s was, so I'm here with it today. Um, I always go back to '94. Um, first off, Nancy Kerrigan was always someone I enjoyed watching as a young kid. So, um, of course her 94 free skate at the Olympics, um, just, just herself being at the Olympics in 94 after everything that happened. Um, but that free skate I enjoyed watching. Um, for me, I had a hard time remembering a lot of like, I remember skaters and I remember accomplishments, but programs and stuff just doesn't sit. Like I have a hard time remembering who some, what somebody skated to. A year ago. <laughs> it's just my memory. I'll remember like like the iconic programs and stuff. But sometimes going back a couple decades. Yeah, forget it um, with me. But so a lot of the stars on ice, I can remember the programs. I just don't remember what year they were. So I had to go back a little bit. And I remembered Kurt Browning and Scott Hamilton and Paul Wiley doing their Masters of Footwork. Um, it was during the 94 Stars on Ice, and it was them just doing footwork. And I love footwork. Um, I love just seeing the creativity with footwork elements. And so that was just cool, seeing those three legendary skaters doing footwork um, during the 94 Stars on Ice tour. And then I was first, like, I was trying to think of Scott Hamilton and when he did the golfer, that was always one of my favorites. But that was early 2000, so that wasn't a 90s program. But then I remember the one when they were all kind of clowns. It was a group number. It was the noising around. Um, that also took place in the 90s, so that's one of my favorite. But yeah, I have a hard time. Okay, I'll go back and I'll say, oh, let me go back and look at something from like the 94 Olympics or the 92 Olympics. But I can't like... I have a hard time remembering things. <laughs> I'm bad at that. So um, I can remember like accomplishments, but sometimes programs, again, I can't remember what someone skated to like three weeks ago. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> There's a lot of programs yes. that we have to remember and some stand out to us and some are not as memorable. And it's hard to go back to the nineties because we're talking about 30 years ago in some no. cases. And I yeah. Yeah. I think by season, if I had to come up by season, it would be interesting for me to have to go back. It would take time because I'd have to go back and actually look by season. Yeah. And to figure I, it out. I think with me in the 90s, I was young. So I was just starting to watch skating. And other than if you recorded something on a VCR and you played it back, there wasn't YouTube to go back and watch something over and over and over again. So it's hard to remember some of those iconic programs or those memorable moments and stuff. And, and as a kid, yeah, there's things that stick out to you, but I have to go back and like, maybe I should go back and look at the programs that I have here and then, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember Mm -hmm. that. But 
other than that, yeah. it's it's hard. It's this was a hard one yeah. for me. Um, because again, maybe it would be easier the two thousands because the nineties for me, I was still like young and still trying to you know just getting into the sport. And I think I was more shows than competitions. I mean, yeah, the Olympics, but I wasn't, and maybe professional competitions, but I wasn't the you know, Skate America, Skate Canada. Well, let's move from history to looking at next season as it's upon us. I've got a question for our listeners and for you, Gina. Okay. What are you most looking forward to this season? Is there an event? Is it a skater? Is it a theme? What are you most looking forward to in the 2023 to 24 season? Can I ask, give you that answer like right now? Yes. Okay. Going to my second world championships. All right. <laughs> Montreal okay. Worlds. I'm excited for. I'm excited just to get another world's experience, but also a world world's experience not in my own country. Yes. It'll be very different. Mm-hmm. I think, but given every event I've ever been to in Canada, it's going to be wonderful. They do such a great job putting events together, so I'm very excited for my second Worlds as well. I'm looking forward to smaller competitions, like Lake Placid in Dallas. I'm looking forward to seeing how this interesting 80s OD <laughs> pans out. And just getting to see some great skating, I want to see, um, you know, answers to questions. Will Chalk and Bates continue? You know, they're in the envelope. They're on the Grand Prix list. That's not a guarantee. Will they continue? And what will things look like? I'm also excited to see what it brings for... Our pair teams that will be competing this season without having Alexa and Brandon leading them. And, you know, pair skating overall. I'm, and in addition, what does the men's field continue to look like? Jason Brown is coming back. We're going to see him at nationals. Yeah, what do things look like? That's what I'm most excited about. But I'd love to know what our listeners are most excited about. Okay. Give us three things you're looking forward to in the upcoming season. Alrighty. Sounds good. And we'll discuss those next week on the podcast. Or I should, as I should say, I'll discuss them next week on the podcast. But yeah, definitely want to hear what you're excited about as we kick off next season. Because I, I feel like next season, the kickoff is with you going to your first event. Yeah. I'm excited. I would love to record the episode, but I will actually be photographing during the time Gina is recording the episode. So I'll be photographing. Robin will be there with me and Anne is going to be talking to athletes and doing interviews that will be coming up on IDC. Well, what else is up on IDC's website? Well, it's been a busy week. I'm getting the site ready uh, for the season to start. So I'm making some changes. You guys may notice some little changes. The website, I'm moving around some things. Um, just just getting it to be a little more 
cohesive and user-friendly. I opened the Solo Hub this past week, and it's gotten a great response from the solo dance community. It's still very small, but there's going to be a lot more in there. We have a bunch of interviews that we've already done, and I have more folks who've reached out to me who want to participate. So it's going to be, you know, a lot of fun to be able to give some coverage to this discipline that does not get very much coverage. And it was so much fun for us to have uh, Lucas and Brooke on to talk about it um, a week or two ago. So now I feel like we're kind of building on that. And I did have two new interviews, one with Emma Busby. She is an ice dancer who trains with Naomi Lang in Arizona. And my new team series, which is an article with Adrian Carhart and Alexander Kolosovsky, who represent Azerbaijan. I will be posting a new one tomorrow or the day that this comes out. So stay tuned. There's still a lot coming. Gina, what's going on at FSO? So getting ready for the 2023-2024 season, I have actually updated our calendar with mostly all of the events for the 2023-2024 season. The only thing I'm missing is all of the individual countries' nationals. So soon as we get that information, I will update that. And then, of course, I'm going to be updating the calendar this week with the synchro uh, schedule. So all of the events are up there on our calendar. So that's what I've been working on. Just some stuff to get ready for this new season. And I am also still working on an athlete website, which I should hopefully have done in a couple weeks. Yeah, and if we're missing any events, please let us know. Yes. We want to be as comprehensive as possible. And some countries have smaller events that we may not be aware of, and we really want to include those in our listing. So let us know. Gina let you know all the ways you can contact us. So rewind and listen to that part (laughs) if you've got something to send to us. So on Twiz, which we haven't, we've talked about it a little bit, but um, our Patreon is live, patreon.com slash thisweekinskating. We'd love to have you join our community. We're going to be more active there. Um, maybe posting even more than what we've said in what we're, you know, what each tier. We have the four tiers and we have, you know, given what you get with each of the tiers, but we may post even more over there. We really want to build a community and this will give you an opportunity to participate in helping us decide the direction of our podcast and where it goes. So we're looking to build a community there. And if you want to support us, there are a bunch of different tiers that you can do that. And yeah, we'd like to welcome you. So far, I know we have one patron, so I'm very excited about that. It takes time to build this up, but yeah, please stop over. We hope that you'll join us there. Yes. We also released that we've got some swag, some This Mm -hmm. Week in Skating swag, and we decided for our first piece of This Week in Skating swag, we would do something that is essential for any figure skating fan, especially those in the U.S., but clear bags. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, 
in the arenas, there's always a clear bag policy. And so skating fans are always trying to figure out what clear bag to bring to the competition. Well, we're helping you out with this. We've got two available. One is a book bag and one is a fanny pack. And they say this week in skating. So what perfect bag to bring to a skating competition and to show off your favorite skating podcast with a clear bag that says this week in skating. They're available. Um, we will, we've shared the links out on social media. Well, I'll keep sharing them out again. Um, they're available through the end of the month, July 31st. Um, so get them while you can and be prepared for the upcoming season with your clear this week in skating bag. Well, that sounds like a lot, even though this was a light news week, we've definitely been busy in the other avenues, Mm -hmm. but that brings us to the end of our podcast. Sorry, I'm going to miss you guys next week, but Gina will have you covered with all the news that comes out. Um, I may get to see some of you in Dallas at the competition. So if you do see me, please say hi. I may be running from one thing to another, but I'm never too busy to, uh, to say hi. And it's cool to get to check in with you. With that, we're at the end, Gina. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a nice week and safe travels, Daphne. Daphne.